Uh, you guys, welcome to episode 52 of The Smish Room, the podcast that deep dives into well-known, and more importantly, not-so-well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, slash complete idiot, Troy McKeady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slash Real Housewife of Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, first of all, I'm just going to really quickly introduce the fact that Brandon Alvarado is here, who, like, you heard that giggle. You already knew it was him. <laughs> you knew it was him. My annoying giggle. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we're do- obviously, <laughs> we're doing a Housewives episode. Um, and, uh, well, I'm just going to put it all out there. Here's the thing. Brandon and I already recorded this episode, and your your boy, your resident idiot here, Forgot to click the goddamn record button, and well, we didn't record anything, so we just sat here for an hour and 40, like, I don't know, hour and 30 minutes or something, and like, just gabbed and clucked and went off about Housewives, and... But didn't that feel good, Troy? That felt really good. (laughs) I mean... Felt so good. It was a purge, for sure. Like, I left feeling 10 pounds lighter. Absolutely. Um, but this and more time, religious, a la Alexis Bellino. I feel way more closer to God than I ever had before when I talk about Housewives with you. Look, Jesus is my savior, okay? <laughs> my, I don't have a husband. When, when I do, he'll be my king. Oh. And my body isn't sinful yet, but we're getting there. My body's close enough to being sinful. It's like, <laughs> it's like almost a sin, but not, not entirely there like Alexis Bellino. <laughs> that I'll say. I'll get, there's, there's some self-confidence. It's like, it's close enough to being sinful. <laughs> My body's a sin in the sense that it, like, truly is devastating. Like, (laughs) it's a sin in the the sense that it's truly not Christian. It's the complete opposite. Um, But no, so we are talking today about Alexis and Jim Bellino. Uh, You guys may have, may or may not have heard that Alexis and Jim just recently got divorced as of, like, literally two weeks ago. Um, Which is crazy, because they've been married for 15 years, and... Wasn't it 13 years? Was it 13? I think so. It doesn't even matter because they might as well have been together for 15 years. But who knows? I just, I know, you know me, I'm all about the facts, apparently. <laughs> no, look, I love it. That's why I've had you on this podcast so many times. You are all about the facts. I just love that I'm like the go-to housewives person. That's what I want to be known as. It's like the go-to housewives <laughs> couple Talking about, uh, talking about the housewives couples. That's what I want to be known as. I might as well be Dr. Venus from that, like, uh, what's that Bravo show that she used to be on, like, L.A. Shrinks? Oh, my God, Brayden. Like, you can't just dip into, like, the depths of Bravo like that on a whim. Like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. I completely forgot that that show existed. Dr. Venus Nicolino, um, star of L.A. Shrinks, also made a cameo appearance on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, season five. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. This is why, you're, this is why you are a Housewives historian. Like, I, like, trust you in my life. <laughs> I appreciate that. I know my facts. I know my Housewives. I know that Dr. Venus, Dr. V, was there to try and put together the Gorgon Judice family back together. And mm-hmm. was she successful? Yeah, basically successful. She was the one with the um, the mole, right? Like the beauty mark on her face. Probably. She was the one who used to chain smoke. Yeah. She was I like the her. mess. I liked her too. She was like the me- I think I'm pretty sure that she, it was like her storyline was that like she was a shrink, but she was also like a disaster. Oh my God. I literally until this moment completely forgot that that show existed. I probably never would have thought of it ever again. And I loved it. I'm so glad I could bring it up. I, prob- I don't even think I finished LA Shrinks because... I just, I just didn't. We have too much Bravo stuff going on. That was a few years ago. But Dr. V really made it. 
You know what show I was actually thinking about the other day too that like people never talk about, but it was like really great. Misadvised starring Julia Allison. Well, that I mean, like that goes without saying. That was okay. like one of Bravo's best moments. A really <laughs> high point. And it wasn't talked about enough. So I just wanted to make a guess. That's all. <laughs> that was a really good guess. Um, that show was perfection. And also, do you remember that show with? I want to say it was four designers. And they really all know decorators. Can we talk, <laughs> Brandon? Like, oh, oh my God. I was obsessed with that show. Me too. <laughs> I think oh. we all were. Did we get a couple years of that show? I think we got about two seasons with, with uh, what's his face? Like Martin Blashard or something like that? Like Martin. Was- Martin Blashard. And <laughs> um, <laughs> we had the one woman on there. I don't remember her name. I don't remember a lot of the players on that show, to be honest. But I do remember how fun that show was. And it didn't do as well as I think everyone thought it would. Let me refresh your memory really quick. Let me just like literally like poke at your memories. Thank you. Martin. Martin, and then there was his best friend, the woman with the dark hair that like chain smoked and was really wealthy, like Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald. I McDonald though, right? That was her last name. Also, I was wrong about Martin. Her name, his name is Martin Ballard, not Bouchard. I apologize, everybody. Martin Ballard. Ballard. And then she was like a a real life Karen from Will and Grace. Like, so lucky to have her, and. Then there was, like, that tall Irish lass that did, like, shabby chic. Catherine Ireland. (laughs) Was that her name? Yes. That's what it says. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love... Was that really her name? Yeah, Catherine Ireland. Oh, my God. I'm dead. I love that for her. A a true lass. Oh, my God. I do, too. The funny thing is, I actually remember... She's the one person I actually do remember. I've actually seen her designs... She's amazing. She was like the inventor of shabby chic. Like, yes, she was. Just like an old trunk sitting next to like a, a, a Versace vase. Like that was her aesthetic. Um, and then there was that gay couple. Yes. Well, it says, okay, so it says the only other two cast members I'd see is Jeffrey Allen Marks and Nathan Turner, who was only on for season one. I did mm-hmm. two seasons. That was his boyfriend. He was like a blonde like Trumpian looking, like really hot, like boat shoe, like model. But he was also like a designer and they would like compete with each other, but they were like dating. Why was Nathan gone after this season? I think they broke up. Oh, so we had to keep only one of them and they simply chose Jeffrey Allen Marks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm really happy that you, like I may download that show on iTunes. You should. I'm going to probably stick with watching more old episodes of The Real Housewives of Orange County since I um, have been watching season five for this podcast. Oh my God. I think so too. I think I am going to just keep going now because that's what happens. Well, it was really the high point of Orange County for a long, was like those, was like those seasons for a while until like the Shannon Bador era, which is season nine when it really picked up again from like season nine to like 11. Season five to like eight was pretty great. Yeah, like I, when I went back and watched, because I just wanted to start with the season that Alexis was like introduced on. Same here. Like, you know, I was like, I truly didn't remember anything. Like, I didn't know what I was going into for season five. Like, I don't, there's so many seasons of Housewives of Orange County specifically. I was like, I don't know which one this is. I don't know what happens. I don't know the story arc. Like, I don't even know who the cast members are. And then as soon as it started, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is 
a really, really, really pivotal season for this show. Like, it's so important. Well, it was the turning point for the show. I remember season five quite well, because that was the first season I watched um, live on television for Orange County. I caught up with the other episodes later, but that was the first season I think I watched on television in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. And it was a turning point because it was the end of Tamara and Simon's marriage. It was getting closer to the end of Vicky and Don's marriage. We had Alexis come in. We had Gretchen and Tamara still fighting, and Gretchen just started dating Slade. A lot of stuff was going on. I remember the season well also because I've been I've rewatched the finale a few times where Tamara finally tells Simon to go fuck himself and that they're Mm -hmm. getting divorced Mm -hmm. that was an episode I've seen multiple times since it's aired so that was the one part of the season I do remember very well is that and also like how much the feud between Vicky and and Simon also the season that Gina Keel left the show oh yeah I had to forget about that I like literally just rewatched that episode where she's in the kitchen you know, saying her goodbyes when she says multiple times, <laughs> they keep on the line, I am done hanging out with the housewives. Like, <laughs> and it's one of those line deliveries where she clear, very clearly said it once, but they will, they like repeat it over and over and like are just playing the sound of her saying it in between stuff. Yeah, they kept replaying the sound bite. I also like can't get over how proud Gina was to like not show up to La Perla. I just want everyone to remember that the first scene of Alexis Polino with the entire cast was at La Perla lingerie shop where they're gonna go lingerie shopping with their husbands. And Gina like has never been prouder to say that like I'm not going to La Perla because I'm not hanging out with the housewives anymore. I do not have time to go to La Perla. Yeah, she's done with the mean girl stuff, which, like, is hilarious because Gina was so fucking mean. And, and yeah, she was. And she's such a fucking liar. Because remember next season she came back and was like, I'm on Simon's side to Tamara. Oh, my God. And Tamara responds with rightfully throwing a glass of wine in her face. Yeah, like, and, like, another thing, we'll get into it because you and I have, like, a weird thing for Tamara Barney. But, like, just another thing that Tamara got, like, no, I mean, like, are you fucking kidding me? This woman who, like is obsessed with abusive men, obsessed with them, like loves them more than anything, surrounds herself, has turned her sons into little psychopaths. Her husband's a psychopath. (laughs) Simon is very clearly abusing her friend. Oh, yeah. And she takes the stand of like being like, I'm on his side. And like, what did you do to make him act like that? And like, your mouth's always running. That's why he did that to you. Are, are you fucking kidding me? It's so disgusting. Ugh. She was garbage. Ugh. I'm sorry. And Gina now, I don't, I don't have much of an opinion on Gina anymore just because now we only see her come back in like random scenes. Usually with Vicky, which she's like, yeah. yeah. And I guess they're still neighbors in Coda, which is kind of cool. Like, I, it's nice to see Vic, uh, Gina pop up once in a while because it does remind us that like in this like housewives universe, like these women still exist. Yeah. <laughs> they're not on. It's kind of funny to see Gina kind of pop in and out. I have no opinion of her anymore, but I do remember like hating her like season six when she like came back just to like tell Tamara on camera that she absolutely believes Simon and thinks that Tamara was doing shit, whatever she was doing. And like that was so fucked up because it was like, you know, she was like fighting to get her kids back. And right. Gina was helping her not get her kids. I mean, like I would have fucking killed her, honestly. I would have too. I would have thrown the wine in her face like Tamara did. Yeah, I would have maybe possibly had to go full Brandy Glanville and like I don't know. Oh, Brandy you know Glanville. I mean? Yeah, Brandy Glanville versus Gina Keo. First of all, Gene, I, I'm not I, Brandy Glanville versus Tamara. Who would win? And I don't think, despite whatever happened, I actually think these girls would be very great friends. Who would win? Brandy would win because Tamara would run. The thing about Tamara is that she's all talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tamara's like great with her words. Mm-hmm. I, Tamara's shockingly very funny and also just like very biting for as she is, and she's very cutting. 
but she is not, I don't really, we've never really seen Tamara get physical except for throwing the wine in Gina's face. But like, I don't, I, 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 have you ever seen Tamara get into a physical fight? No. I mean, like she, Tamara will act out with theatrics. Like she'll scream the, in, like from her diaphragm in your face. That's my opinion. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> but I've never seen her get like physical. Whereas Brandy, I mean, with the snap of a finger would like shave your head or do some like crazy prison shit to you. The funniest thing about Brandy is one when she when she uh <laughs> when when, when her, sorry when, when her and Kyle got, <laughs> sorry when her and Kyle got into that weird physical like little tiff in season five when she's trying to leave the house and she like made her drop her pizza or something. <laughs> Remember at Eileen Davidson's house when she. <laughs> When she's like shoving Kyle and Kyle's like kind of like flying, like flopping around, doesn't even know what to do because she's like shocked that she's in a physical fight. <laughs> yeah. And she's trying not to twist her ankles like in her literal 10 inch heels. Like. Yes. And I love that. Brand- Wasn't Brandy like in a boot? <laughs> yes, she was. I'm pretty sure she was in a boot. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Was she, her foot. was she in a boot? She was in a boot her first season, season two. But I don't know about season five. Was she in another boot, season five? Was I, Brandy just always breaking her foot? I I don't know why, for some reason, I have it in my mind that Brandy was, like, hurt. She was either in a boot or she was, like, shoeless, which was a problem. Like, I just feel like I remember Brandy being in a sundress and, like, no shoes. You're right. She was in a sundress. I don't know why. It's like the image in my mind, especially because you and I like went back and watched Beverly Hills recently. Like now the image of Brandy Glanville in my mind is of her like literally dragging a boot. Well, we'd love to picture Brandy just like simply dragging a boot around. Yeah. Season two, when she first came on, she like broke her ankle and or her foot and she was on crutches and she, and she like smacks Taylor's finger away from her. No, not Taylor. She smacks um, Kim's finger away from her face on game night. And that was, like, an almost physical fight because Kim was, like, getting ready to, like, fight Brandy. Brandy's like, ew, and just, like, swats her finger away from her face. See, that's what I mean. Brandy would be, like, Brandy would be ready to, like, get down. Like, Brandy would take her earrings off and, like, walk outside and want to be, like, I'm the baddest bad girl in this house. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I think Tamara would, like, run. Like, I think she'd scream at her and stuff and, like, cause a ruckus. But, like, I think she would, like, retreat. Can you believe that Tamara, like, the only person she's almost gotten into a physical fight with on this show, and tell me if I'm wrong, everybody, is Gina Keogh. Like, that's the, like, out of all the people that Tamara's ever feuded with on Housewives of Orange County, it was fucking Gina Keogh. That's the one that, like, basically, because not only does she throw wine in her face, she also, like, threw that envelope in her face. It was, like, a cease and desist. She did. And she was, like, stay out of my fucking business. I just... (laughs) You hear me? Can you hear me? And her mom and her mother, Sandy, goes, don't touch my daughter. Oh my god. When Gina like no, because Gina goes, I'll throw your skinny ass in the pool. And Sandy goes, Don't touch my daughter. And when Gina never even touches her, and that's when Tamara throws the wine. And that, by the way, is a, like I don't know if you remember like this moment of that uh of that scene, but my actual favorite moment is that when Tamara throws the wine, she actually runs away. Like yes. she she darts away and you can literally hear her heels like Princess Peach and Mario like click clanking away. Literally running to her car, like she's scared. That's what's so funny about Tamara. Like, and that would be me, by the way. Like, I would like, oh, yeah. like 
do something like that and be like, I'm out of here and like dart away. And if like, I ever did that, I would bolt out of the room. I would. Oh not my yet. God. I would bolt. And Tamara, by the way, has given us some great running work because never forget season oh. nine when Lizzie tells Tamara in um, Bali, you're crap, Tamara, the most insecure woman I've ever met in my life. And Tamara gets up from the table because it's like the whole, this is when Tamara was like really the villain and everybody, including shit in the door, hated her. And Tamara gets up and starts running away and the camera cuts her <laughs> running and going, fuck you guys, as she's running with her heels in her hand and actually sprinting towards her room and saying you'll never see me again (laughs) (laughs) you'll never see me again the weird thing is and this is such a weird reference i remember the season nine trailer came out um and they put in a soundbite of tamra running away doing that running thing saying get out i'll never see you guys again Mm -hmm. but then they have this they they had a soundbite of her going get away from me like it's just a horror movie (laughs) we've never we've never heard that we've never we don't know where that soundbite came from because they never aired it instead they watched it instead they just go fuck you guys and she like runs away but i love my soundbite i love it I swear to God, in the trailer, she goes, get away from me! And I'm wondering, like, who was she saying that to? Where was that from? How did we get that sound bite? Is she about to die? Like, why? These why are did they get to, These, like, the first five, are they are infamous for a just completely ridiculous sound bite. Like, the, they used to do that thing a lot where, like, somebody would say something. Like, for example, there's a scene where um, uh, Lynn Curtin's excuse me, Lynn Curtin's daughters are, like, hung over or something. And they're, like, one of them says something like, uh, like, I can't take it, or something, like, ridiculous. <laughs> and they say it on camera, and then the, the camera pans out and shows their house when the scene's about to end, and she says it again, like, I can't take it. Yes, why did they do that? You're so right. They did, like, on-the-fly interviews on the street, which I miss, and they also did that weird soundbite where they just repeated, like, that weird line from the scene as they, like, yes. got away from their Laguna Beach home. You are absolutely correct. They all did it, too. It was, like, all the Housewives shows did it for a while, and then they gave up on it. Because all the yeah. Housewives shows, like, to follow, like, all the Housewives production clearly, like, take notes on each other's work so they can, like, figure out how to update their shows. <laughs> yeah. They were all doing it, and they all got rid of it. And it does make me laugh. It's got a comedic, it's got some sort of comedic thing behind it. Cause it's like, it's funny in a scene where like Vicky's like, for example, like freaking out and saying like, are you kidding me? And then she says 9 million other things, but then they pan out and show her grotto and you just hear like, are you kidding me? For no reason. <laughs> it does work. I don't know why, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> so right <laughs> I was picturing Tamara going stand in my fucking business <laughs> like, and if they just cut back to the house going stay away from my stand in my fucking business do you hear me <laughs> or like Vicky saying like you're supposed to be my friend my soulmate my sister and then like painting up like like Heather Dubrow's like beautiful walkway and being like my friend my soulmate my sister so oh like, still happening inside Yes. <laughs> or something. Oh my god. You're not a mother. You have no idea what it's like. <laughs> Cuts away from the restaurant. <laughs> Once again, repeating. You have no idea what it's like. <laughs> oh my god. The mother thing. We should introduce the episode. Oh my god. We should. Is, this is what happens. Like, this is what happens. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So we're talking about Alexis and Jim Bellino. Um, and. Look, so Alexis and Jim got married on April 16th of 2005, the day before my birthday, I'm just saying. And uh, they separated two weeks ago. Um, (laughs) And this is the first official episode I've ever done where the divorce is, like, so recent that it hasn't even been, 
finalized. Like they're actually like still in talks of like what they're going to get and what's happening. Um, they have three children. They have a son, uh, James and twins, McKenna and Melania. I know. (laughs) Gross. It's, I hate those names so much. I'm sorry. Which I'm sure they love now. They're yeah, like, know. you know what I mean? I'm sure Alexis is very proud. Guys, um, if you have a kid named McKenna, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to apologize for not liking that name. I mean, Jesus is awful. And obviously Melania is like fully canceled. Like the, the beauty of that name is fully, I mean, it's over with. Gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jim and Alexis can be described as like a very traditional, like if you don't know anything about them, which would be insane. Uh, but they're, you know, very traditional, conservative, Christian, you know, the man runs the house, the woman is seen, not heard, like, she comes from his rib, according to the Bible, you know, whatever, like, she... He says on the show, God is first, her marriage is second, and her kids are third. And she truly lives by that, because her kids are, I don't even, I don't even know if they've made third, to be honest. I I was gonna say, I think think it's generous that they've made third, they're at least ten on her list. Her kids like, are so unimportant to her on her day to day, and it's relatable. I'm not. Gonna- no, God is first. Her marriage is second. Her fitness is third. Her wine <laughs> is fourth. Um, oh God, I don't even know what else. Her ho- her many houses are fifth. Her nannies are sixth. Uh, the woman who does her nails is her. Sixth. <laughs> yeah. And then the kids show up somewhere. Like they they really are a non-factor. Every time she interacts with her children, it feels like something she's doing as an in-between to give them away. Right, right. As, as Drita, as what's her face? No. What, is it Drita from Mob Wives that says you're a non-motherfucking... No, sorry, that's Basketball Wives. That's Evelyn Lozado. <laughs> you a non-motherfucking factor, bitch. That is Evelyn. Oh my God, I cannot believe I just mistook... <laughs> I just said Evelyn was Drita. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I mean, isn't it all this? It's the same network. It really is. Okay, as Evelyn says, they are non-motherfucking factors. As a complete side note, not to get completely off topic, but one of the things I miss the most about Mob Wives, not to like go, not to like fully get off topic and talk about Mob Wives for an hour, because trust me, my heart wants to. Oh, yeah. Uh, But like, I miss listening to them. Like, I like, I used to love picturing the housewives describing how they want to hurt each other the way the the Mob Wives did. Yeah. Like, how they'd always be like, I'm going to take her freaking head. I want to shove it in the garbage disposal. I'm going to rip her hair out. I want to yes. stab my shoe in her eye. Like, describing the most gruesome, vile, like, murder of, like, their friend who just was, like, late for, like, lunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't get that from the housewives. The only thing we get, the only the closest person on Bravo we get to doing that is probably, like, Stassi. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It Where is she's Stassi. like, I would destroy her, and I will... I will. One of Saucy's best like murder plans was simply to like stab someone with like an ice pick and then let it melt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Acid wrap dildo was pretty good too. That was a great one. Like that was real good. That, that was, was a good one. <laughs> You're right. That was a good one. <laughs> I want to take her freaking head. Um, and that's how they always started. I'm gonna take, and it was always Renee, like like describing a head with her hands, like. Oh my God, Renee! Yeah. Oh God, those ones were great. I know. Sorry to like even reference them. I was really just trying to get that great line because every time I hear non-factor, I just think of Evelyn going non-motherfucking factor. <laughs> but apparently, I thought it was Drita, so that's nice. And Evelyn is, uh, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Thank you, VH1, for your work. Um, God bless you. Thank you, VH1, and a blessed day like this. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I mean, like Alexis and Jim are also known for, um, I think one of the things that people have like forgotten about them over time, but like when you go back and watch their seasons, um, they're known for having like 
very shady, uh, hard to describe business ventures that only last like maybe a year or so. Um, Alexis describes Jim as in a businessman uh, as his job. <laughs> so they have all this money in quotes, allegedly. And like, it's really hard to pin down like where it comes from. Cause they just like start businesses and then abandon them and file sure. bankruptcy. As Alexis says, you know, on the show, she says, I don't really know what Jim does. I call him the businessman because Jim, quote, buys a business, works with it a bit, and then sells it. <laughs> like, okay. In a year. Like, yes, in a, in a, year. a year. It's, like, really shady. Um, and during his time on the show, they've had several businesses, which we will definitely get into, um, including Alexis Couture. Um <laughs> A trampoline park. Can we talk about Alexis Couture for a second? Alexis Blina Couture, absolutely. Oh my God. Do you remember her describing what the word couture meant? Oh, wait, Brandon? I'm here. Did you cut out for a sec? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're totally fine. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was like, waiting. I was like, huh. I was like, you got quiet. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, Alexis Couture is one of my favorite moments in Housewives history. Like, a true pioneer in, like, uh, shitty, like, clothing lines for Housewives. Oh, yeah. Alexis Blaine Couture was fantastic. And do you remember that her designer was a woman? I'm pretty sure her name was Tall. Mm-hmm. And, her, and Tall did all the work, and Alexis put her name on it. Yeah. And am I making this up, or did Tall have, like, floor-length hair? I'm pretty sure she did. And am I making this up? Was Tall annoyed with her at this entire... Like, did we watch Tall just get pissed off at her for, like, taking credit for her work? Yeah, because she would take credit and then say things like, um, we have to change the sleeves. I absolutely hate them. Let's change them right now. Remember when she took scissors to that dress that she made? Yes, yes. That was when Tall was pissed. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, and she just simply cuts it off. Oh my God, and tears through it. And yes, Tall was like rightfully angry. Like she had just like hand beaded this like hideous gown (laughs) and Alexis took a pair of like shears and like cut the silk sleeves off. <laughs> Literally caused some damage. After having no part in the design or the production of it, like, that is amazing. That really was amazing. An iconic moment from Alexis. That was, like, a couple years into the show when Alexis was truly revealing how awful she was, if we didn't know it already by season five. Yeah, which we should just, we should get into Alexis. Uh, yeah. So, Alexis, she's, like, from Missouri. She grew up in Missouri. She went to Missouri University. Um, she actually studied advertising. I think she went to school for like a year and, um, she was now you and I have already talked, we talked about this when we recorded yesterday, but like Alexis has a very iconic pre, uh, gym relationship. Oh my God. It's so crazy. She was married to this guy named Jeff Barry. Uh, he was, he is hot. He's a jawline for days, really good hairline. Um, they were high school sweethearts. And she mentions in her first season that she was married before and that, uh, this is amazing, that she met Jim the weekend that she broke up with her boyfriend or husband, which is completely false. Like, she was dating Jim for, like, months. They met each other both in relationships. That's, like, one of the secrets of their marriage. Imagine having an affair with a man like Jim. Oh, my God. And, like, after you guys hear this, you'll understand why she was so taken by Jim. So, like... Her and this guy, Jeff, had this horrible divorce. And at the time, they were both super broke, but, like, happy. Like, they, neither of them had any money. They just, like, were in love. And then, according to him, 
Alexis met this group of girls that were like sugar babies. And all of them had like these rich husbands or like rich boyfriends that like bought them stuff and like they didn't work and they got plastic surgery whenever they wanted. They were basically OC housewives. And that was like an entirely new world for her. So she started resenting this guy, Jeff, because he couldn't provide her like the materials she needed to keep up with the Joneses. Um, So they like started to drift apart. And then he discovered that she was of course cheating on him with this wealthy old man that had three kids. And uh, so he went on the internet and he created a fake email account as one of the girls in her (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, hey girl, it's me, your friend. Tell me all your secrets. And she did, because she's an idiot. So she emailed her friend back who like, I'm sure she had actually had like conversations with who like knew all these things but like reiterated her whole story and uh, she told everything. So he forwarded her email admitting to cheating (laughs) all of their friends and family. And he, uh, he quoted or he signed at the, at the bottom, like that Alexis is a gold digging home wrecking $2 whore. Um, and just like totally humiliated her in front of and uh, in, in front of everybody she knew and loved and that thought she was in this like loving marriage he exposed her crazy you guys i hate to cut you off but at this point i think you know the drill you've got to be a patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode so go to patreon.com slash eb psychos at that point you will uh be asked to donate and then when you donate at this level you'll get this podcast you'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week you'll get liz bentley's feathers in my hair which is the teen mom podcast um you'll get me and molly's uh britney and kevin chaotic special you'll get all the stuff that molly does exclusively through patreon it's well worth it and also if you're not a member of our facebook group go to molly it'll take you straight to it and uh all we do all day and all night is talk about reality tv it's super fun so, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.